Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm Amber. And I'm Zoe. And this is a podcast. From A. To Z. We did we each other's letters. Ah, okay. Well, that, that works fine. I think this last time you pointed out that we didn't do the laugh, which you said is kind of like our jingle. So I think I got, I had that in my head, so I laughed first. <laughs> so it just threw me off, you know. <laughs> we've also, this is like the third time we've tried to start recording. Yeah, at one point there was a motorbike. Um, and then another time we both just kept doing case of the horse voicey coughing and yeah, yeah <laughs> we couldn't really work out why bear with us if uh, we need to take a sip of water but uh, sure. yeah we are fine we just we just kept clearing our throat and then it just became a thing and then we get nervous yeah we do get a little bit nervy because we actually have people that listen which is kind of weird and exciting so what was our how many people listened to our last one 75 people 75 people I mean, I'm happy with amazing. that. One person, actually, I would really like to know who you are. So if you're listening and you're this person, or you don't have to tell us because obviously that's your own business. But <laughs> we had someone in, um, what's it called, the United Arab Emirates. Yes. Who is that? I didn't know anyone who lives Neither there. Neither do I. And somebody in Australia. And I Hello, don't know who that is international either. listeners. You don't even know us. We just thought everyone who was listening was our friends. Yeah. But you are our friend. So just by listening. And they also, they could be, our, maybe it's a friend that we've just not realised where they casually moved to Dubai and we don't know about it. Maybe. I'd like to think I'd notice if they moved to Dubai. Um, well, let's um, see if they listen again. Yeah. It's going to go downhill from there. And please it? send us a uh, message on Instagram if you are listening from anywhere other than here. The Norwich, London, we'd, we'd love to Hertfordshire, come, yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, also message us if you from there too, but yeah, we don't get that many messages. We just mainly get messages from our two biggest fans, really. And also, we could come visit you, the people who live internationally, if you like. From A to Z on tour. Woo! Podcasts do go on tour, don't this they? Like they do f- like live shows. We could get a free recording. Airbnb. Airbnb, if you're listening, this we're is... happy to do a brand deal. We could call it Air B and Z or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> B and Z, A and Z. A, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um, also, it could be the beginning of like a horror movie where we both die. Yeah, we don't want that. No. What will our seventy-five my, listeners do? My if mind's been going to really dark places this week, actually, hasn't it? I'm, my sense of humour is getting really bad. Has it? Well, yeah. Yesterday, when we walked past that box, oh, here we go. We're, we're, oh yeah. We're skipping to weird things that happened this week. That's fine though. Talk about anyway, the box. Well, there was a really nice wooden box. Yeah, on that this road. is true. And I was like, oh, I could do with a box. It didn't have a for free sign on it, though, or a for sale sign. You know, like where people leave furniture outside their street, basically. This is what was going on. And we were at friends for dinner. We went for a little wander, saw the box. So Amber has a lot better telling stories than I am. (laughs) I just gave a bit more context. Yeah, yeah. So there was this box. It looked very nice. It would be really good to put my sheets in. And my mind just went, oh, God, what if there's a dead baby in there? (laughs) Literally, (laughs) that's what she said. She opens it and goes, Oh, well, at least that's not a dead baby. We it was like, empty. What? Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> Why would this? Anyway. I don't know. I think I've watched too many horror movies in my life. See, I've just watched hardly any because they terrify me. Yeah. I watched my first uh, 18 horror movie when I was like six. Oh, my God. What was it? I can't even remember. Traumatised. <laughs> no. I, oh. I remember. I think it was, I also watched um uh, the, one, the Wicker One. What's that? The Wicker Man? No. And also Nightmare on Elm Street. Never I remember watching it. watching that one, and um, just like the yeah, it was just my my friend Jenny. She just had all these horror movies. Oh. 
we made a den and watched them. The first horror movie I ever watched, I remember this really clearly actually, I think it was at um, a friend's house and we were all there for a sleepover. I don't know how old we were, maybe like 14 or 15 and we watched The Sixth Sense, which is still like a mild horror actually, mm. now it would be considered. But I remember at the time just being absolutely terrified of it. Really? Yeah. yeah, I'm not good at horror films. I don't watch I've always them. been a bit desensitised to them now, ever since I've, I think... I think yeah. that's the thing. I'm just... They still, like, really affect me. Apart from The Grudge. I remember I watched The Grudge by myself when I was about 14, and I, I could not shower. I could not... Is that the one with the I weird kept, girl? I kept running into like, the toilet and, like, going, like, checking behind the door and I'm like, oh, God. Oh, yeah, I've seen a clip of that. Yeah, and then there's the person going up, crawling, the floor. crawling yeah. up the stairs and the... The noise. Uh, oh, no. I, and I had a friend that used to do that on the phone to me. That used to really freak me out. Yeah, no other, And the ring is also kind of creepy. Something about people having, like, really long hair and crawling, is, is that is super creepy. Yeah. Like, anything else is not that scary. No, because normally horror movies just kind of make me laugh. So, yeah, I think, to be fair to me, I get how some of them... I kind of get the appeal if it's like a kind of clever one but to me like because i just find them so scary i'm like why would i pay money to go and like want to cry for three at two not three hours i like being scared makes oh, me feel something i don't all right i'm kidding um anyway <laughs> um yeah so obviously last one was our first juicy bits episode and we literally could have filled like three hours talking about that stuff and we probably will do more in future because we've still got loads that we didn't talk about um but yeah thank you if you sent in like little kind of ideas for us to cover last time and it was very fun we enjoyed doing it yes we actually were just having our own little juicy bits uh we were yeah just, we, just before this and we were like we, we we can't talk about this publicly no that was very not safe for work shall very we say. juicy not safe for work yeah definitely not safe for work um I was about to give a synopsis, but no. We'll oh, okay. Well, I've talked about my... I wasn't really even the best random thing this week. A box. Oh, I found a box. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. yeah. So what's you your random... that's your random thing for the week, then? Well, it was just a random... It wasn't that random. No, it's you, not... What about the seagull we saw on our walk today? Mm. We've had a few eventful walks <laughs> this week. <laughs> so we saw us... We always have to talk about birds, we've realised. But I don't think we talked about birds in the last episode. So we are due a bird mm. story. Pigeons, seagulls. This was a seagull. And as we know, seagulls are evil and huge. Yeah. This seagull um, had a, a, a foot in its mouth, basically. <laughs> it was so gross. It was like <laughs> eating. I don't know. Maybe it was another bird. But yeah, some was... sort of like webbed kind of bird foot. Yeah, it, it was gross. Pre- I, I kind of hope that bird was dead before. Oh seagulls. god! I mean, I wouldn't put it past a seagull. That's so. true. They're pretty hench, aren't they? And I... then basically, I tried to take a picture of it, and then it almost like took. It sort of took flight, and Amber screamed <laughs> it was going to fly at us. I'm just amazed because I thought they only ate che- cheeps, chips. <laughs> maybe it thought it was chips. a chip. Oh, maybe. Mm. Oh. But anyway, that's your bird fact for this week. Yeah. <laughs> Seagulls eat other birds. Yep. Who knew? My random thing of this week. I mean, what I was going to say, I've already put on my own Instagram, so it's not really going to be that news, but it was about my shower disaster. Disaster. So, so Zoe, <laughs> her definition of disaster is very different from other people's. <laughs> I don't know if it necessarily counts as disaster. I do actually wonder what would happen if you were actually in a disaster. I would be absolutely terrible. I, oh, I wouldn't. Like, um, <laughs> so there's a fire coming and uh, we have to get out quickly. I think I'll just, 
I, I think I'd have to just knock you out and carry you. <laughs> Probably would. <laughs> oh god, she's not gonna make it for Rick. You know how people say it's like fight or flight, but then there's also the other one that's freeze. Maybe in an actual disaster, I would just stand there, and then you probably would have to just like knock maybe. me out and carry me. Or maybe you really surprise yourself and actually be super calm. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna get start a fire. <laughs> Almost did that earlier. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid yeah. hob. Stupid hob. But yeah, basically Amber and another one of our friends um, are kind of, it's now a joke that cause I kept saying disaster for things that weren't disastrous. Yeah, so you, we, you have to tell the listeners now, for the people who are in America who might not be listening to our, um, who not, might be on our Instagram. That's true. They what was the disaster? They just this random podcast they thought, wow. The, the disaster that happened to you. Yeah. And um, so basically I have joined a gym. I know. It's very off brand for me. But I've been twice this week and then we had another gym session today with our old PT Charlie, who's not our old PT, but we just used to PT with him more, and now it's more ad hoc. Um, but yeah, so I've been to the gym Actually, three times now. this week. I get one to ones. Oh, I like guns. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm just doing a little uh, little muscle show. Did you hear the, the noise? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, I went to um, my new gym. Was it yesterday? Yeah, it was. It was yesterday. Um, and I've not showered there the first time, but I showered there today because I've seen friends straight afterwards, so I wasn't going home. Um, there were like two buttons in there. And you know sometimes with gym showers, because obviously you can't just walk around naked and go straight in from the changing room into the shower. You can so if you I want. So I was planning to like stand in the corner and get changed and then get into the shower. But basically there were two buttons. And one was for the big overhead shower and one was for the handheld thing. I was trying to press the one for the handheld thing instead press the overhead thing but accidentally well not even accidentally i just didn't realize how big the spray would be and it just all starts coming out of the shower <laughs> but it doesn't turn off and as, as me i'm trying to turn it off i then press the other button which then sets off the handheld hose thing so that is now going straight forward to over my bag which i've hung up on the little hook you get on the inside mm. They just, don't turn off, so I'm trying to press the buttons because they're obviously on some sort of like timer or automatic off thing. Yeah, you're so, just turning on for longer. The yeah, more you this press, is what you're like, just, oh, oh, on, on, on. It's really so like I'm really common sense. Standing in my gym clothes in this shower, and there's both the showers off at the same time, so water's like coming out from under the door. And then I'm trying to leave, but the door opens inward. So in order to get out of the cubicle, I have to walk backwards more into the shower <laughs> and get more wet. So literally, like, I had a ch- did have a change of clothes, but I did not have a change of knickers. So then I wore my clothes over the top, had a dress on, luckily, standing in the gym, drying my knickers under the hand dryer. So, yeah, there's a lesson to be learned here, which is, and I think most people would probably do this, get undressed before you press but any where? buttons in the shower. What, and then walk, oh, I could no, walk Get in the shower, towel. take your clothes off as you're in the uh, shower, yeah. then press the buttons. And I think probably the majority of people listening to your story would have been like, why didn't you do that? But where are you meant to put your clothes? For a very intelligent person, you are sometimes a bit dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said this to me yesterday. I, I didn't talking- say it to you. I lifted my eyebrows. <laughs> I was telling another story about this. I said, you know when you get this people that are like really smart, but then they're just really dim. And Amber just looks at me. Mm. And I'm like, how dare you? But uh, basically, I was late for having dinner with my friends. And I said that I'd had a disaster. 
So yeah, if that's a disaster. <laughs> so now, let us know your disasters. Things that aren't actually disasters, but uh, you can catastrophize them. Very good. Big oh. word. Wow. Look at her I suppose it came out actually. Um, stunning yeah. vape. You know stunning. what? This I've not drank alcohol for almost two weeks now, and I my brain's working. That's a good another little random thing that you're doing as well. You oh, can yeah. talk about your little random um, soberness. Being sober because I was drinking a bit too much. I think for me. I I said to Zoe I had an alcohol problem. She's like, no, you don't. I was like, well, I feel like it's a problem because I feel like I'm drinking more than I would like. So that for me we... is what, yeah. Because the more one make, I just felt like I, yeah, drank kind of three nights and I felt like quite tipsy or quite drunk, actually. Was that my birthday? And then, how, yeah. Yeah, and, and then, yeah, and then the next day. Yeah, and also I think I'd been out during the week. Oh, yeah. Because so. obviously everyone is just like, oh, yeah, let's go out. Yeah. Let's go for drink. And obviously <laughs> it's so exciting, but I just want to, yeah, I'm just trying to focus on being healthy. But a side effect of it is I just feel like I'm not forgetting all my words. You feel like your brain's a bit more in gear. It's not quite as aesthetic as it was with the... Maybe it was, and this is what... Maybe it was Korsakoff. Yeah, maybe so I, I didn't know what Korsakoff was. And Amber says it's some sort of like... It's like some kind of brain damage you get from drinking And so is that only an extreme drunk level? That's not just going to be from you going out three nights in a row, is it? No, no if you, I think, think people forget actually how much... Out, alcohol can really damage not just your liver but it does so much damage your brain people shouldn't you shouldn't get drunk that regularly but in england it's become culture to drink to the extent that you are really drunk and can't really even remember Mm. um once at least once a week for a lot of people yeah sometimes a lot more than that and that that doing that doing that for then maybe what maybe 10 years which i know a lot a lot of people i know do 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 that on the regular even maybe even more and it's in other countries, people don't do that. Wow. It's very much a British thing. Wow. I think we need to take a good hard look at ourselves. God, she's gone sort of a no, Dr. Amber. Don't worry, yeah, guys. I feel like we're... Yeah. At the end of this month, I'll be drunk as anything. <laughs> <laughs> we're going... Yeah, we But uh, just sometimes it's good to just, I think, just check in yeah. with yourself. Think, are you drinking a bit too much? Do you need to maybe have a break for a month? Give your brain and your liver and your uh, bank account a bit of a break. Very true. And, like, your mind as well. Like, because I always feel, you know, like, anxiety. Like, I get quite that yeah. quite bad. Well, yeah, that's what I think that's what I got. And I was like, yeah. I can't. I can't. Too much Prosecco. Mm. Yeah, we had... Yeah, oh, yeah, that was, it was my birthday since the last episode. And we did drink a lot of Prosecco. We did. It was very fun. It was very fun. But this also kind of led us to onto one of our topics, which maybe we'll go into now, mm. was that we mm. were basically deciding... Because you're a year older than me. Are you? Yeah. Uh, I'm 28. Yeah, and I'm just turned 27. Yes. Yeah. yeah but, but basically, yeah. we were saying that we're now in, like, I think, is that late 20s, which just sounds terrible. Because <laughs> when you're, like, 26, you can sort of... I felt like that was mid-20s, but I feel like now I'm 27. Is that officially late 20s? Mm, I'd say once you're 27 and a half... Okay, so I've got six months to go. So you're late 20s and I can get away with being mid-20s for a bit longer. Yeah. yeah. 30 is approaching and it's a big kind of benchmark, is that the word? Um, Landmark? (laughs) Yeah, I suppose, yeah. A big kind of... It's just a big birthday. A milestone, yeah, that's the word, thank you. It's just some... It's just a big birthday and I think you have a lot of expectations of yourself and had a lot of ideas about what I would I would be and what I'd be doing at the age of 30 when I was, like, you know, 16. Yeah. 
um, actually even wrote, do you ever do this? No, oh, wait, you write, write a letter, letter to your future to self. Future, yeah, I actually found one a couple of years ago about oh, what I would be doing. We should bring and those it, along. That would be yeah. really fun. Yeah, maybe we'll bring them for another episode. But it's I just, didn't do one of those, but I had it's to It's funny do what like my a, expectations were of myself, really. I remember we had dull. to do like an autobiography <laughs> project in um, English, in like year eight or year nine. And like, as if we were an older person, like, yeah, saying what our life was like. And I remember oh, yeah. being like... I have the dog called this, and these are my children's names, and I've got this many houses, and this, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's, it's I'm, I'm glad I've changed since I was 16, because my expectations were all, I'm going to have a house and a car and a job that pays this much, and I'll be with my, the same boyfriend that I had at the time. Ooh. I was like, I'm not going to yeah, name job, but I mean, why didn't I, why didn't I aspire to do more? But then it was interesting because I'd also had a conversation about the podcast with another friend recently and they said that that could be an interesting thing to talk about. And then actually when we put on our um, Instagram a little poll, somebody put in about having children and we kind of took that, we're guessing that this is the kind of thing that they meant to talk about was like expectations of what we should have be should be at our, our age and whether they we kind of put them on ourselves or is mm. it like, you know, a combination of societal expectations as well. Yeah. I definitely I don't know. Definitely saw myself having had children by this age. Really? But I don't I don't feel like I'd want children right now at all. No, I've got like, I'm nowhere near ready. God, no. I've got so much other stuff I want to do. Yeah. Um I think I definitely saw myself like having met you know like a long-term person that i had then continued to be with and like yeah yeah at least like be like you know yeah well me and i had similar i guess experiences of both like being in long-term relationships and both being like on the road to kind of engagement marriage kind of thing or actually being engaged (laughs) yeah and then broke up actually similar time, but obviously we didn't know each other. No, yeah, yeah. But again, thinking our lives were hundred percent in that direction at that time. Yeah. And then like both made changes actually, yeah, similar time to then like move out and be on our own and like. But it's scary because actually mm. I think and I think it's with that that you know that thirty, coming mm. up to being thirty, it's just like having to start again and then that worry of oh i'm not going to be at my kind of what i maybe where i thought i might yeah. be yeah and i i do wonder whether this is just like i don't know if men feel this as much as women do i wonder if the kind of marriage children thing relationship thing maybe is more women but maybe men feel it in a similar way in terms of like money and job status and that's not me saying a comment on men but i think it's just as society we have always put those roles on women and men, you know, men are yeah. being the breadwinners, men being the ones that, you know, the providers, they provide for the household. So I think men of maybe our age as well, maybe they feel that kind of, it's a conscious thing of like, am I, have I got a good enough job? Am I, you know, and then maybe because of, you know, that societal thing on women about, being the one that stays at home with the children yeah. and the caregivers, like we feel a little bit more like, oh God, should I be at a different point? But I do feel like discourse on that is changing and especially now, like a lot, you know. 
Definitely, but I think we're still in that middle point where it's actually people, or women in particular, are having to do both careers and the families. And actually, I mean, I struggle to fit everything in with just, you know, work. I can barely look after myself. How, how, how people work full time, have children, yeah, and see their friends and, and keep maintain and a relationship, and exercise, yeah. and do all that. So I just don't really know how they do it. Twist. No, no. I think there's this thing. I always used to think this when I was younger that like you reach a magical age and suddenly like you have your life together or even if you don't have those specific things in place but that your mind is suddenly you know super healthy and super positive and and actually having a lot of friends that are older like I've kind of realized through my 20s that that's actually not the case like I've got friends in like their late 30s mid 30s 40s that sometimes their mind or their self still feels as kind of messed up or all over the place it is all just kind of like imaginary in a way like we we think people have got there what we see is maybe someone having their life together and it being perfect actually isn't necessarily yeah that way and it's just what you see there's that meme isn't there when it's like um when you're younger you look for an adult and now you're an adult you look for a more adultier adult and i feel like literally that is what it is like as you grow up you kind of get to realize that actually no one's we're all just kind of fumbling through and different things, you know. Yeah. It is so lovely, like, talking to older people who are a bit wiser and who have gone through certain things. Especially if they were like, oh, I used to worry about that too. Don't worry, you'll be fine. It does yeah. make you feel a bit better. Yeah, I know what you mean. I feel like, um, yeah, maybe I've not got that many adults in my life that are like that I feel like whenever I speak to like no I haven't I, haven't I am recently. an adult what am I saying yeah, adults know. in my life <laughs> you know a proper adult you're sure to, so he's only friends with teenagers that sounds really weird it's like mainly the opposite but you know yeah I'm you know down yeah. the skate park hanging out yeah, with I'm, I'm definitely missing actually talking to pals. older people I don't feel like I have done that much the last year I don't know probably because many... they've all been Shot Shielded. So, so safely in their homes, yeah. yeah. Away from me. Away from Amber. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's definitely a thing that people, a lot of people think about and has come up a lot, especially with the pandemic as well. I think it's made people reevaluate where they are in their lives and like not always in a positive, sometimes in a positive way because I think people have made changes and thought, okay, well, I wanted to be doing something I love and I'm not, so I'm going to yeah. make that change. But um, yeah. Also, there's no pressure to use. I've heard apparently it's time for people to be given in their job. Uh... You know, now I'm forgetting all the words. I talked oh, about what you mean there. Uh, resignation. <laughs> yeah, notices. yes, yeah. 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 Job notices. Yeah, but then I also think like just because we've gone had all this weird thinking time and this weird thing in the world, there's no pressure to like use that as a like you know we've had a whole massive collective trauma as a world like. You don't have to have used that space to be productive or to have decided your new career path or to have changed your life. Like it's no, okay no. to it's okay to have just been, <laughs> just been surviving, yeah, yeah, getting exactly. through it. And yeah. then if you want to use this time to look at stuff, go for it. If you don't, no pressure. Just keep plodding on. 
just keep swimming just keep swimming <laughs> so other kind of other expectations that kind of happen at this kind of age because mostly I think because people around you are doing it and it's something mm. that you feel especially I think I think again I think this might be part of our culture mm-hmm. in kind of the, the UK is that buying your own house owning mm. owning your own bricks and I was talking to a friend recently um about this who's she's a friend from home and her parents are moving away from the village that we've all lived in mm. throughout our entire lives since school like whenever I go back home to see my family like some people are still there but I think she's finding it kind of really tough that her parents are moving away from where we all grew up and she was kind of we were chatting about the pressure to you know should she be buying a house on her own or and and kind of discussing about how her some of her parents I think think that kind of renting is a bit of a waste of money and I know that a lot of people have that. I mean, first of all, buying a house by yourself is really hard unless you're a high earner or you get some kind of inheritance, like or you do it on a joint income. Which, or you do, again that brings us back to the expectation. expectations. Why yeah. do you have to be with somebody else to buy a house? And I think we, as a, I was talking about this with someone ages ago as well that. Owning your own property is such a British thing. Like, in Europe, yeah. like, no one... Well, not no one, but... No, It's a lot yeah. more common for people to rent their whole lives, and that's fine. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's so true. But here, it's such a status From symbol of, like, middle class... A couple class. of Europeans I've chatted to. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's such a status symbol, I think, in the UK of, like... You've made it, or it's, like, a middle... You know, and then pe- when you buy a house, everybody's, like... Send you a card and you're like, oh, we're a new home, which is great. Obviously. It is that kind of symbol of I'm I'm successful adult. Yeah, I'm I an adult. I'm an adult. But you don't adult. really own it. The bank own it. <laughs> you own a bit of it. Basically, yeah. <laughs> and you, yeah, yeah. And, and then it you're is so much actually having to money. pay it all back to them, plus all the interest. I don't know. I think it all depends on the reasons. And this conversation that me and my cousin actually had ages ago. And she's kind of properly changed her tune on it because she was really into the idea of buying. Yeah. But then she thought, like, why am I doing Who am I doing yeah. it for? Yeah. And I think it's like if you want, if that's something that is really important to you and you intend to stay in the area long term and you, you're you not interested really in kind of moving around, you know, go for it. But only do it if that's because it's what you want to do, not because like your parents or I think for a lot of people, people you can make it. You, you can like owning a home, you can make it make it be your own. You can change things up. Yeah, that's so true. many rented places. You can't. They don't really even let you paint the walls. You can't add stuff. That uh, is and true. And then you're also at the mercy of the landlords. That is true. Okay, yeah, that is enough. Which is yeah. the worst thing for me. I just hate. Well, I hate being told what to do, <laughs> <laughs> and I just. I've just moved so much in the last 10 years. I think for me, having my own home just would feel like yeah, know, amazing. But then I'm like, if I've moved this much, am I actually ready to buy somewhere? But that's good that, that you're mm. thinking of the pros and cons because you're doing that because it's something that feels important to you at this stage of life, not because like you think you should... Because like, you've got... Yeah, that you think you should own a yeah. house, you know? Also, it's it's really hard saving a deposit and renting at the same time without, like, because I haven't got any family that would be able to help me. A lot. I know a lot of people, I think, in their 20s, not everyone, but majority of people who are able to buy houses, I to do it with the help yeah. of family members. Um, and that's them something a, a, a that's often overlooked, 
like you yeah. know when you see those articles i always find it really funny um because people then always call out a specific bit um where it's like a couple or a young person and they're like um you know I earn this much and I've just bought my first house and I was able to live on this much. And then you read down the article, I moved in with my parents. And it's yeah. always, oh, I moved in, or oh, I had a bigger payout from my grandparents. It's always something like that. And I'm like, um, it's great that you've done that, but that's not the same as, uh, you know, that's a yeah. massive luxury. And like you said, it's not something that everybody has. Yeah. I'd like to see a few more articles of people being like, yeah, I bought my own house at 25, but... um. Actually, this is what the reality is for a lot of people who are able to buy houses without parents' help is they have free jobs, work all the time, have no life and eat very, like, minimal amounts of food and don't beans go out. Beans yeah. Beans on, yeah. That, that's literally w- what you have to do. Yeah. Um, and, and that's only for, like, you know, Norwich, it's getting more expensive, but it's it's a relatively affordable place to live. Yeah, definitely. Compared to, like, I know, other parts of kind of the... Compared to where I'm from, like, like yeah. I would when I tell people how much I pay. Sorry, I've got bit. What's happening? Are you okay? It's the horse voice coming <laughs> But yeah, like compared to Hertfordshire, London area, like mm. I, oh god, how how people afford houses there without like even like yeah, Cambridge actually, and stuff. As it's well. just ridiculous. Like yeah, Cambridge is like half a million for a house Bloody for just yeah. like a normal, you know, a normal like. Free bird house. Yeah. I'm worried we're sounding a bit middle class on this podcast, so I don't know. I'm definitely I'm definitely not middle class at all. I come from like You're not middle class. Very much not even work well working class, I guess you call it. Not even working class. (laughs) Not not even working. working. (laughs) So Uh, yeah, family with no money. (laughs) But it is, yeah, like it is definitely different depending on your background. Massively different. And I think people don't always take that into account when they think of yeah. where you should be at a certain age. Yeah. So I think it's why it's so important, isn't it, not to compare your life to other people's and just think about what you're doing for you. Yeah. And what, yeah. Speaking of being your authentic, true self, brings mm-hmm. us on to the other topic we thought we'd touch on today, was that it is Pride Month. Woo! Oh, yeah. Happy Pride. Happy Pride, Amber. Oh, thank you. I thought we were just shouting it out to one No, I'm saying it to me. you. Oh, happy Pride Day. Thanks. Um, I was about to say for those of you who don't know, but like you probably all should know, but Pride is obviously the month of um, awareness raising and celebration and all those other things about the LGBTQ plus community. Now, I get confused because it, it does keep getting longer and longer each time I look at this. So LGBTQIA is the uh, long done. version. You are woke. I'm woke, woke <laughs> AF I, I knew, I couldn't quite remember what the letters were, but what do these last ones stand for? So In- let's go through them all. Yeah. Lesbian. Yeah. Gay. Yeah. Transgender. Yeah. LGBT. Oh, and I missed out B. I'm yeah. Like, Bisexual. One. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, transgender. Yeah. Um, queer. Intersex, asexual, LGBTQIA, and then some people then put so LGBTQ sure plus, but as a kind of because these letters are getting way quite of, long. yeah, basically. <laughs> and everyone is different, and we should celebrate yeah all differences. What does intersex mean? So intersex um is a word to I don't want to say define, but I guess people that are born sometimes with um 
both male and female Oh, yeah. Parts. Yeah. No, I do, yeah. I do remember it was And sure often, it was. like, hormonally may be of the male gender, but mm. genetically, in terms of your genitals, might be of the female gender. Um, yeah. I guess that we always... So would the plus also cover, like, people who would identify as, like, non-binary? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you identify as non-binary, or are you just going to say you're non-binary because you don't identify as... Well, that's... I was actually reading something about yeah. this, um recently about whether people seeing it as a third gender was kind of saying no that's my whole that's the whole point is that i'm saying i don't identify with a gender yeah but it's different again like it's all so different depending on who you speak to and um yeah how how individual people want to identify and stuff like that um yeah also includes pansexual people you've got demisexual you've got aromantic biromantic there's so much, isn't there? The he- human race is very interesting, um, just complicated. Yeah, but it's just lovely. I think how like diverse everyone. I just, it's just I think it's just nice that everyone can just be them who they want to be now. Like, well, well. no, not well. <laughs> in an Amber's world, <laughs> Amber just wants to live in a world of rainbows yeah. and sunshine. But even just having being able to. Being able to identify say and say I'm this, and even, people putting their pronouns like in yeah. your email. Like, mm-hmm. I just, but, and even okay, if it's, you, it's can't, progress, isn't it? Exactly. Like, no, no, we're not where we, we should be. Um, no, no. And, like with unisex toilets and stuff, which I and, know is like it's still quite controversial for quite a few people. And I want to also bring up of kind of yeah the what seems to be a bit of an ongoing war at the moment against transgender people in this country and across the world is a big issue um mm. of the moment but yeah i think i know what you mean you mean that and again even if you can't i saw a really never interesting post as well that was like this pride month is for you as well even if you haven't come out or you're questioning or you're unsure mm. it's still a time for you and even if you're not able to say at least now because there are there's more awareness of different identities at least you might be able to connect with a community that you could never feel like you could connect to before and I think that's one of the most important things about this time is like people posting kind of resources and information and and then at least it makes people feel like there is a community out there for them you know yeah 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 that's so true I do feel like this is like a podcast a bit like educating Amber <laughs> that's quite a good film oh was it educating readers a film educating or Amber I think it's a play because uh, I like to think I am quite clued up on like modern stuff I'm down with the kids and all the things but sometimes you just can't I can't keep up with everything to be fair I but I don't want to get behind no I don't want to like I am a bit like kind of I don't know I do read a a lot of stuff about this Mm. and just lots of stuff don't I it's just I was quite proud of myself though because um at work we had consent forms and it was like male female and I was like um no, but it should be other options there. It should be like very good. Not to say, or also, I can't remember please, what I said now. Please, I guess yeah, you can just have an other option where you can write. Yeah, them. other, yeah, yeah. Very good. Yeah, gold star. Educating Amber, gold star. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But um, when we put on our stories about this topic, um, one of my friends, um, my dear friend, I will say her name actually because she po- posted two lovely messages. And she also called us magical, so I feel like she gets some named shout outs. My friend Holly. Holly's a little bit witchy. She loves all her crystals and her chakras and 
magic and all that jazz. But she's got a beautiful house. She lives in a shared house with one of my other best friends from uni. Well, her room is her room just covered in like pretty witchy things. Yeah, from what I remember. Yeah, yeah I love pretty witchy things. Well, she's the person that made the necklace. I gave yeah, because yeah, I like yeah. that. Thank you. <laughs> but basically, she called us magical, so I will say her name. Um, also, she has um, an Etsy shop where you can go buy lovely crystal jewelry and other things. I'm really uh, sorry, Holly. I forgot what else you make, but. <laughs> and Amethyst Energies is her Etsy and Instagram name. This ad break was brought to you by uh, witches. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to my actual point. <laughs> what, is your actual, what is your actual point? My ad, I did have one. <laughs> she sent in a thing about to discuss about how corporations and businesses are kind of, you know, changing their logos to rainbow coloured logos and rainbow flags. And... Um, Oh, I can we talk about something though? Can rainbow we, washing, and I'm not sure how the how the community feels about the NHS having the rainbow flag. Did you see? Yeah, and kind of almost stealing it. Like, I did see that at, as well. Because at a point it was like, oh, it's nice that they're, but it's like actually no, they've kind of they're using the rainbow. I don't know. I was thinking, rainbow, of, yeah, kind of like it's about diversity, isn't it? As well, and and hope about and hope, peace, and, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I saw that um, somebody responded to our thing with that as well, and I thought that would be a good thing to chat about. I think that's such a difficult one, because obviously people using the rainbow as a symbol for the NHS, they're doing it in a positive way to show hope for the NHS and solidarity and all the clap for carers and stuff. Mm. So, like, obviously that is just positive. But I think because it has become such a symbol for the LGBTQ community who are a marginalised community in society, it's like, yeah, is it problematic to to use a symbol that is already now so connected with a particular group? Yeah. Or Because is, is it helpful or is it harmful, basically? Yeah. Ooh. Only time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> but I read this um, article about it and it was like, um, not all people, but some maybe older people or maybe kind of more... I was going to say bigoted people. Is that bad? No, because people are bigoted people. There are loads of bigots out there, especially on the EDP comments section. Oh, God, don't. Fucking hell. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, lo- local newspaper comment sections, I think, are just where, like, surely... And if you think racists and sexists don't exist, you just go look at those you'll comments find, and you'll find them. You'll find them. And if you find them, please comment on them and just, like, tell them to go fuck off. Yeah. I did that on Well, in, post- like, probably a more intelligent way, because, you know, they're... People don't respond as well to I did something the other day when it was like an advert. Oh my god, no, it was an advert for um a TV programme that I love called Shit's Creek. Um and it was a scene of um one of the main characters and his wedding, like kissing his husband. And somebody in the comments was like, Oh, we don't need to we don't need to see this so it's in our face. And I was like, Would you say that about an advert of a man and a woman kissing on a yeah. billboard because that is literally in front of our faces all the time. I remember seeing something about that where people were complaining because it was a whole it was a black family on a um advert as well. Oh, that was a big thing at Christmas. The yeah, and I was like, sorry, there's literally advert. there's there's loads of white people on on everything. It's not harming yeah. you in any way, no. shape, or form. But your comment is then harming yeah, people. Yeah, what's wrong with people? Why don't people just think like? But this, um, the rainbow thing, I, what I thought was a really interesting way of saying it was, or way of looking at it, was this people were saying 
to family members who then put the rainbow flag up in their window or in their garden um, for the NHS. Like, they say they had an LGBTQ family member and they would say, you know, you've realised that that is also the pride flag. Or sometimes people would buy... Because obviously you can have a rainbow, but the pride flag with its six stripes yeah. looking-wise is a very specific-looking flag. So people would actually be buying pride flags mm-hmm. and saying, oh, it's just for the NHS. And then they would be pointed out that actually well, yeah, that's why you're doing it, but you know that is also a pride symbol. Yeah, yeah. And people would then respond to them and say, oh, no, well, that's just people thinking of it. I don't know, like, they would kind of be negative when people would point out those connotations. So I kind of feel like it's okay to use it as a symbol for the NHS, but also be... But it's about the awareness that it is also a symbol for the LGBT community. Is it also all is it about... similar to the cult- cultural appropriation? Would you say this is a similar Ooh. context? Because and I've had this conversation with people before where it's like... So I've got a friend who's like lived, you know, lived all around the world. And so she has things from those places that she's lived in. Yeah. And I mean, she might wear some stuff from that country. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember having a whole <laughs> argument with some of my friends about it being like culturally appropriate. I was like, well, it's not because actually she's lived there. And it's part of her culture and her life. And she understands where it's from. So I don't feel like it's culturally appropriating if it's understood where it's from. And like, I think, Although I think dreads are culturally appropriate. <laughs> I think it's a difficult one because I think it depends if you are not yourself a part of a certain culture or community, then it shouldn't be then your place to say what those people should find as cultural appropriation or should find offensive or whatever. Same as like But that's gonna be the same to like like it's like everyone is different, right? So one so in one culture there might be forty percent of people who don't find it offensive. Yeah, I don't think and then it like, would ever yeah. be forty six to though. Because people yeah. always say, Oh well I have a friend that doesn't mind me saying that word. Yeah, 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 yeah. But actually if you look at the whole thing it is there yeah. are some things that yeah yeah i think i do think obviously it less but then again who am i to say but say for example we bring yeah, it we, back we, to the fact we're very white <laughs> we are very white but i'm not straight and i would say that like with the kind of rainbow flag thing i do feel like at least having an awareness that that is also a symbol of the lgbt community yeah would help you know helps that issue i think and not being Say no, it's not, or I'm not using it in that way, or no, I'm only doing it for that. It's like you can be using it for the NHS, but also recognise that that is a symbol for a, a whole other community yeah. of people, you know? Yeah, no, it makes sense. But the corporations thing, I think, is interesting because obviously, like, that's where do you get, yeah, where's the line between being kind of appreciative? And, you know, sharing in the celebration or being tokenistic. And that's when you come with companies that are changing their logo to like a rainbow version. The thing that I remember is actually so many of these like huge companies have donated. Especially if they've also been in, in, like, employ a load of people who are like... Exactly. And this is where the homophobic. problem is. So then actually, or then they then, then try and like recruit more people from like various... Yeah. 
on their backgrounds and sexualities and then actually within their company maybe we've got a lot of people that are homophobic and people feel comfortable there exactly i think that's again a big part of it and the, to be fair this article was about american companies but it said um like walmart um amazon mm. i can't remember another one but have given money to um american politicians who have supported like anti-gay legislation and homophobic legislation so inadvertently and they have then still continued to fund those given mm. money those politics or taken money from those politicians whatever so i think it is all about yeah putting your money where your mouth is isn't it and like it's not enough just to change your logo to a rainbow you have to like you're saying yeah employ people from different backgrounds look at how they're treated in your organisation, like, mm-hmm. look at your policies, look at how that works in practice, look at where you, you know, invest charitable funds, do you support charities that go towards helping those communities that you're kind of trying to piggyback on for your own corporate need? Yeah. Mm. Mic drop. <laughs> no, I, I, I get that, because I, I, sometimes I see, I've seen this on, like, in advertising, it sometimes felt like corporations are just doing it to just make money yeah. in a way. And I felt like this with, uh, I don't know, I got in, ended up in with a little argument on Instagram. I, Did you? Yeah, well. Recently. I think it was Tampax. Tampax was saying if you buy a pack of Tampax, yeah. they'll then donate a pack of it to um, girls in schools or something for free. Yeah. And I was like, that's great that they're doing that, but also this is obviously a very clever <laughs> advertising campaign. What for like, Tampax? Yeah. Why can't they just be giving giving them anyway without um, them buying? Yeah. So yeah. It's like for whenever, yeah. Why? Surely they have enough money to have to just provide. Okay, we provide this much for shit. Yeah, as like, like part of the kind any, of they're selling more. They're trying to sell more to give more, and I mean, it, I guess it's better than doing nothing. But at the same time, I was like. Yeah. It's also like, you know, you see those adverts on television. This is really kind of going off on a tangent. We love a tangent. Charity adverts are the longest adverts you ever see on TV. Yeah, they are. How much money does that cost? To make the advert? Ooh, yeah. I never thought about that. I bet that costs but so I much But I reckon money. the amount that they make probably vastly outweighs the amount of the advert. I get, well, that's the point surely, of advertising, yeah. isn't it? That's true, yeah. <laughs> Especially when it comes to charities, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I think it is, with a lot of these things, it is all about awareness and it is about not doing things like whether it's to do with flags or, you know, different kind of cultural history months, different Pride Month, whatever, like about that awareness behind it, isn't it? And yeah, like companies Just been doing trying things... to be a bit more thoughtful, isn't it? Like, I, yeah. I mean, I've definitely in the past not really been that thoughtful about what I've been doing, you know. <laughs> Thinking of life. putting a putting a bindi on and going out was fun. <laughs> Honestly, there were a lot of people at uni that used to do yeah, that. Yeah, I used to do that. And then now I would never do that. But at the time, I was just young though. And but this is when you can learn and you can grow yeah, and you exactly. just like oh god, some of and the old not... stuff I found on my old Facebook that I wrote when I was sixteen. Like, thank God I've changed my attitude. And well, at least you never wanted to become a politician because that's you know you they would find that and then it would be in the front page of the Sun the next morning. Yeah, yeah. NP Amber past <laughs> Facebook posts resurfaced. <laughs> not that I've just one point Amber would never have said anything that is like actually really bad. But oh, there, oh, were well, there was something picture. that no, it was something that actually. 
Yeah, I don't want to share it. I was going to say, do you want to declare? I'm really, really embarrassed that I even never said that. And, okay, no, I will share because it, it does fit in with like kind of uh, our pride. Yeah. So and I so I went to church a lot as a child, like mm-hmm. every you know every week. And I think you are a if you if you're around something all the time and people are telling you something like you know your parents. Yeah. You, you do end up kind of thinking that way and thinking... We're so okay, susceptible yeah, as children. So susceptible. Our minds are, you know, we're so, we take on everything we hear. So I, so one of the questions was, do you believe in gay marriage? And my answer, and I do not believe this now, was, no, I don't think it's right, but I believe it exists. Do you think they, did you think they were asking you whether you believed it was a thing? Like... Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, yeah. So I think probably what my answer was like, oh, I like, you know... I, believe that people are gay but I don't believe it's right to get married as a gay person but but Amber I know I know it's really bad but also now I, I don't obviously think that I think gay <laughs> people should be able to get married um but I think obviously at that time I was I don't know young stupid I think it's like thought maybe because for me it was like all to do with God and stuff and I was getting told at church that it's man and woman <laughs> yeah I think it's like it's a tricky one because, again, I feel like obviously there are some things if you've used views to be harmful towards people, that's very difficult to get past. But I think, like, yeah, that was just a bit, you know, a ch- childish kind thinks of like, things or says not, things, yeah, whatever. And I feel like, as you know, as humans, as a human race, if we don't have the capacity to grow, then like, who are we? Then, like, we should. Allow for okay. to Hopefully, learn. no one stays in the same thought pattern than they were when they were 15 yeah, or 16. Yeah, and then switch up and change their opinions yeah. and then use, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about progression. Exactly. What What were we talking about? Because we're talking about expectations of life, but this has become quite a long episode. Well, then we moved on to uh, pride stuff, didn't we? Yes. Yeah, indeed. being your authentic self. I think that we can probably go on to expectations for another episode because I we think did, a, we did do a lot of that though. At the beginning. We did, yeah, we did. We have done quite a lot. Yeah, about expectations. Yeah, yeah. I think we could probably do. Yeah. The other Maybe thing we more. did think we talk on um, was mental health stuff, but we spoke oh, about so this. This isn't on the plan, and we thought um, <laughs> this that would be such a big topic that it deserves its own episode and more thinking around it um, yeah because we don't want to say like we don't want to just things tick or... things off a box you know tick things off it's, a box it's, well, it's nice to go in in depth yeah into stuff rather than it just being quite surface level yeah exactly even though i'm pretty surface level you i think you're the explainer and the deep <laughs> thinker and i'm just like <laughs> you're not i'm the commoner here you do your <laughs> you you do yourself a disservice my darling oh, okay Thanks, sorry. You're very accomplished at lots and lots of things, and you know lots and lots about lots and lots of things. Mm. I just what like, have you learnt from me today? Um, you have taught me. You're looking at me as if it's something I should be remembering here. <laughs> I'm like, did you say something? I did teach you a word earlier. You taught me the word beginning of C that is alcohol memory loss. Ah, oh, Korsakoff. I did not know that. Actually, it's a K. Right there, we go. I think. Yeah, I did not know that word. Yeah. Oh, that degree in psychology. And you made a really nice dinner and you did most of the cooking. Yeah. You're a very good cook. Thank you. You've got, you've got a much better understanding of cooking and flavours than me. Mm. It's because I like to eat. I <laughs> tend to be a bit of a disaster in the kitchen. <laughs> no, I like, no, I can cook. I just like would rather not. 
rather someone yeah. else do it. I, I, I like cooking if it's for other people. Don't really like cooking for myself. Sometimes I do, it but it's harder. Isn't it's it? way nicer to cook for other people because they're like you know the appreciative sounds and comments on your cooking. It's just yeah. nice. It's just it's just nice to it's share the experience. Thing. It's like anything. I think any experience shared is just a bit nicer. Exactly. But um yeah, so next one we might do a mental health um episode and we'll we'll probably post more questions or polls. Or things that we want you guys to help us out with, give us little ideas, maybe yeah. some top tips, those kind of things. Top tips. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know, like, this one's gone really fast, but I don't really even know what we talked about. We talked about last I don't stuff. know what it's going to be called. We'll have to listen back to it. We've done a bit of a deep dive, I think. It was a deep dive. It was a deep dive. Yeah. <laughs> I held the snorkel. You heard the snorkel. <laughs> yeah, I, what did I do? <laughs> we might go world swimming, actually. Speaking of deep diving. Yes. We might go world swimming on Saturday, although probably not deep diving into a muddy Norfolk River. I mean, you can't really deep dive, can you? I don't think that deep. Trout is really deep. Is it? Go, yeah. Thank you for telling me that, because I probably... You can't touch the bottom, like, anywhere in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. I don't really... I just kind of splash about. Exciting. Because I'm not a very I actually, good swimmer. So I can't sink. What? I can't sink. Sorry? I, I, I don't know, is it... <laughs> I, I can't sink. How I do just, you know? I float on top of the water. How do you know? <laughs> I've you... tried to see it. Okay, you know where everyone's like, yeah, go to a bottom, and I'm like, trying to get to the bottom, and I just go right back up. So if I was ever in like a disaster, yeah. in, like on a ship, and I went, you know, so fell you're in, like a... I'll just be floating. You're like a sort of. I'm like a, your own made buoy. Or... <laughs> don't yeah, don't put yourself on floater. I'm a floater. <laughs> I think it's your boots. I think it's my boots. Yeah, Amber's got quite big boots. Yeah, um, but. Just to paint a picture to the listeners at home. Do you remember? I'm excited. This woman, like, a few years ago, she kind of fell overboard on a cruise ship. And they thought they wouldn't find her, but they found her, like, um, like 24 hours later. She just floating. That would be me. Yeah, she was alive, just floating, because because she she was quite chubby, so we kept her warm. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. But I'm I'm not planning on falling overboard on a cruise ship. But I, I don't know, it might be something I do in retirement. What we'll fall overboard on a cruise ship? Yeah, yeah. Maybe after you've had a really nice long life and you've done everything you want to do, ah. test out your theory and see if it works. Messing around being Titanic. Yeah, <laughs> being Titanic. Being Titanic. Being in Titanic. Yeah, maybe not being, being Jack. No, not Jack. The other one, Rose. Rose. Yeah, I'll be Jack. She's so pretty. <laughs> I'll be your. I'll, I'll be the Leo to your Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Never let me go. No. I'll never let go of Jack, is that what she yeah. says? And then she just lets yeah, him yeah. die in the sea. Oh, God. Um, on that note, should we say film. goodbye to our lovely listeners before we start talking even more? Yes, okay. Thanks for listening. We've been Amber and Zoe, and this has been our podcast from A to Z. See you next time. Bye. Bye.